Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansburg, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life changing experience.
us are going to be pillars in the house of the Lord. I want you to pray for yourself for a minute that Lord help me to truly be a servant in your house. Let me be a lovely diamond on the ring on the hand of God. Yes, Lord. A lovely diamond in the ring on the hand of God by being a servant in his house. Lift your voice and just pray right now. Pray right now. Lord, help me. Help me to be a diamond. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, O God. Help me to be To be a servant in your house. 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 In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for this opportunity to page through your word, speak to us in a way that will understand. In the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, fill everyone that is here present. Fill us with truth. Fill us with your will. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Please be seated in the presence of God. Wow, what a blessing it is to be together again. Amen. Amen. Good. We want to continue our discussion quickly um, on the principles of church growth. What do I mean by principles of church growth? I mean things that make a church grow. Amen. Things that make a church grow. Grow. Now, I'd like to say at this point that these things that we are looking at, they are not just beautiful um, preaching. They are beautiful preachings, all right, but that's not all they are. They are things that we are supposed to do. Amen. Because to start with, we all have the book. Do, do you get it? For many of us, this is not the first time you are hearing what I'm saying. Even recently, Prophet has been preaching it on Flow Church. You, you understand? So they are not like, it's not like I'm, I'm sharing some revelation with you which is totally new. Some of you can even preach what I'm preaching, perhaps even better than the way I'm preaching it on a Wednesday evening. It's just because it's Tuesday, Champions League Day, so I'm the one preaching. But if it was Thursday, Europa Cup, you will be preaching it. Do, do, do you get it? Uh-huh. So it's not like it's, my point is that it's not like it's new. So these meetings are like meetings to discuss the practical implementation of it in everything we are doing. Are, are you coming right? Let's say in UKZN, this preaching is to discuss practically how we can get the UKZN church to grow by applying these principles. How we can get the prayer basanta to grow by applying these principles. How we can get the choir to grow by applying these principles. So it's like it's a, it's a family discussion we are having to see how, in our case, how do we apply it. So it's not like a preaching, if you want new preaching, come on Sunday. Do you see? But this one is the things we have been taught, the things that have made this ministry grow. We are looking at them one by one and see how do we deploy it? How do we do it? Amen. Or there will just be nice things you have heard and your basenta will just keep reducing and reducing and reducing. Or there will be nice teachings you have heard and your church will just keep reducing. You may even think it's the te- this teaching that is killing your church. Can I get an amen? amen? Perhaps if we can get this understanding from here, even, I don't even need to preach today. Hallelujah. So like we said, principle number one is what? The multiplied senior pastor. The question we should be asking ourselves, having heard this three weeks ago or so, how has it affected your center? How has it affected your center? Are you getting the people in your center involved in helping with the work, joining you and becoming, are you reproducing yourself in them and getting them to join? Because as I'm preaching, I'm campaigning for all of you to join. 
Last Sunday, I was preaching on the vision of church growth, of having a mega church. And I called on all of the church that, look, let's all have the vision. It shouldn't just be the pastor's vision. It should be all of us, our vision. Amen. So for you in your Basenta, multiplied senior pastor means that whatever we are doing in the Basenta should be all of us, our vision. Not just you. So your, 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 once you have that principle has been brought to your mind, your aim will be to get as many people as possible in the Basenta to join with the work. To have them to do the same things you are doing. Just as I use uh, Ratile as the example. There are many Ratiles in your Basenta. Get them to join you and to help with what you are doing. Amen. Amen. Am I saying something now? Can you understand what I'm saying? So it's, it shouldn't be that it's only when the shepherd comes that things can be done in the basanta, in the church, in the center. It shouldn't be. Things should be done. People should rise up. So for some of you, what you need to do is to identify people and start training them to become like you. Yeah, for some of you, what you need to do is to even trust the people to do what you are doing or what you have asked them to do. Sometimes you have the pastor, he will never, he doesn't think anybody can do anything. One day I went to have a meeting at UKZ10 camp. When I got there, Pastor Lungani was leading prayer. The first question I asked LPJ was, why is Pastor Lungani the one leading prayer? So many of these people can lead the prayer. Because he's not even invited for the meeting. He has gate crashed the meeting. He has come to take over. He has come to bulldoze his way into the meeting and take over the meeting. That's why I get excited when I watch your videos here at Christ. I say different people are leading prayer. I see new people who didn't used to do this. It means more people are getting into the thing. But it's not like you are the only Moses around. If you don't come and lead the prayer, the presence of God will not come. Ah, why? Some of the people... When you give them, even when you give yourself, Bishop, they don't know what to do. When you give them a chance, that's when they will realize that they don't know what to do. So now they have to ask that, what should I do? Then you can tell them, read this scripture, do this this way, do that this But if you never give them a chance, how can they develop? How can they develop? How can they develop? Look, when I went to university first year, I realized that they were doing something called dawn broadcast. I'd never seen some before, which is at dawn. Where's Pastor Preston? At dawn, at dawn, somebody will, be, will, will just start to preach. So you are sleeping, then, you know, dawn, you don't need a microphone. Sound travels very fast. So you are sleeping, or then you hear somebody singing, Yes, do something new in my life. Something new. Usually they all don't have nice voices. Something new because if the voice is nice, you sleep more. Something new in my life. Then he has changed keys. Something new in my life. Today, you, the, the song will even be irritating. You wake up. You wake up. You won't get out of your bed, but you will be awake. Today, God has given me a special message to bring to you in this residence. Block D. Then you start to preach. First few days, I, I heard it about twice. Then the third day, I decided to come outside to see who was preaching. So I came outside and I saw him. I said, Ah, this guy, I know him from, from our church. So when I saw him on Sunday, I said, Hey, Charlie, that preaching you have been preaching are done is powerful. He said, Oh, tomorrow you can come with me. I said, Oh, why not? So I went with him. As I went with him, we were just walking. Then we, we did the first block. Something new, something new, something new, something new. Then he preached. So when he finished preaching, so, so the next block, you are the one preaching. I'm like, ah! I said, how, how am I going to? So you will preach, you will be shocked. 
So I thought he was joking. When we got there, something new, something new. When he finished, today I have the powerful preacher who's coming to preach to you. Welcome this preacher. Straight away I was the preacher. So I was just, oh, brother, the people are listening. Start, start quickly. I said, oh, oh, start with prayer. You you pray. When you pray, they will hear that. Then I started to pray. Father, we thank I just repeated what he said at the other block because I don't know the prayer that works in the area. So I prayed his prayer. Thank God my memory also works fast. I prayed his prayer. When I finished, I was I said, Oh, so he preached. Continue. It's, it's working. He told me it's working. Continue. I said, he said, Yes, continue. By the time I could say Jack Robinson, I finished preaching. When I finished, do you know what he told me? He said, Okay. Now there you are qualified. So these blocks, they are now for you. And these blocks are for me. So you can come Mondays, Wednesdays. And f- he gave me, there, he gave me a timetable, everything, when I'm supposed to come. Everything. He said, oh, I'll be here, so I will see you. We can, he told me, even we can meet, pray a bit before we then so short time we'll finish all the, that whole had six blocks we'll finish all the six blocks because you are taking half I'm taking half I said hey suddenly we have become two so I realized I need a plan so I also went to my roommate and I went to tell my something new something new something new something new then I recruited my roommate I brought him. I did the first one. When I finished, I said, oh, Charlie, the second one there is yours. So, no, no, no. I said, it's yours. So, I'm not ready. Oh, I said, oh, you can't do it. But I wasn't strong like the other guy. So, when he gave me excuses, then I did the second block. But the third block, I decided, I said, no, my Kanjan, you will preach. And I forced him, and then he preached at the block three. Suddenly, when we finished we were coming, I saw something new. He's walking down. He said, how did you go? I said, oh, he preached powerful. He said, let's have a meeting. <laughs> he told us, sit on the stairs. The stairs were, so I sat here my roommate sat here. Then he stood in front of us. Please come come and be them for me. The two of you and Temba. Temba lay too. Uh-huh. Or Temba like it. Temba say too. Okay. Temba goes. Say, listen. Next one, even is better. You see, even when we preach, you see, usually we preach 15 minutes here, 15 minutes. Sometimes the word doesn't go in. Now that we are three, we can share it two, two, two. Do you see? So, so that we have a longer time to preach. So instead of preaching 10 minutes, doing worship three to five and praying altar call, no, now we can give each block 20, 25 minutes. One hour we are done. 25 minutes, 25 minutes. We are done. Then the prayer speaking in tongues. So we will be done. By the time we are now three. Yeah. Something new. <laughs> That's it. So every so the people, the whether they go to church or not, every week they will hear preaching. Three times a week. Three times a week. So when he sees us on Saturday, have you prepared your message for next for Tuesday, for for Wednesday, like that? That's how come I learned how to do that thing. Thank you very much. You have to also call your members and tell them something new, something new. Then you teach them follow up. Then you let them start to do. You teach them. Sunday I witnessed to somebody in Durban. The person and the mother, daughter. Then the person was talking about something about Zimbabwe. This, that said, no problem. Get you a Zimbabwean. I said in my head, I'll get a Zimbabwean to follow you up. I came, I looked through all the Zimbabweans that God has blessed me. And I took one. I said, This is the contact. This is, I gave the person all the bag. I said, Do follow, call the person, talk to them. I sat yesterday when I was going to bed. I'd receive a message. The person said, The person had written, Definitely Sunday, I'll go and try it. And then we'll take it from there. Why not? Give people a chance. If you are the only one pushing, the church or your ministry or your basenta can only grow to your capacity. And mind you, you don't have endless capacity. That's why God has given people under you. We were also under people and we were developed 
to what we are. So if God has also put people under us, they must develop to what we are or even more. You do the same for you. Amen. So I'm, I'm, saying, I'm using this to explain that. The practical side of this message, if it's not done, it will just be a good message preached and then the season will pass. The season will pass. Number two, what was it? Maximize Sunday usage. I said, what can we do? So much can be done on Sunday. You shouldn't be in your house. You are a church leader, 2 p.m. You are at your house. You are backsliding. If nobody has told you, I'm telling you, on behalf of the founding bishop, I'm telling you, you are backsliding. 2 p.m. I'm telling you, on behalf of the founding bishop, you are backsliding. Today we prayed for truth. Is that not so? Mercy, truth. Is that not so? When God is guiding you, one of the things is truth. You begin to find truth on the way. The truth is that you are backsliding. I, I wish I could put it in another way. A nicer way, a more polite way. Use the mercy part. But the truth is that you are backsliding. The mercy part is that God will have mercy on you. And all of us. No, that's the truth. 2 p.m. you are sitting at home watching wrestling. Eating lunch and watching wrestling. You are backsliding. Is it the people that your wife cannot tell you, your sister cannot tell you, your brother cannot tell you, nobody can tell you because they are trying to be nice. Fortunately, I'm also trying to be nice, but I'm not, I, I'm not engaging you one-on-one, -on -one, so I can say it generally. You know, something, Jesus, Jesus, when he came to, when he, in the book of Revelations, when he was speaking about the churches, he spoke generally. Then he said, let him that have ears hear what the Spirit <laughs> 2 p.m. pastor's two. I don't know what my house looks like at 2 p.m. And I start church from 8 a.m. You start church at 10. 2 p.m. you are at 11, 2 p.m. I, I, and I travel one hour to where my church is. When I finish all that, I come and continue your church here. Then you, 2 p.m. you are home. Meanwhile, there's so much. All your people are, you see, where we were having church, we didn't have space. This Sunday, we had space for the first time. It was so overwhelming, we didn't even know what to do. It's like we were confused in the whole place. We'll go here a bit, go here a bit, go here. I mean, it's like we are trying to occupy the whole land that God has given to us. We are trying to do intimate counseling, person to person, group meetings, choir rehearsal, follow-up outreach, everything in that one day. People are in a less apprehensive and aggressive mood on Sundays. You can meet somebody in traffic. If you like, cross somebody in traffic on Monday and see what they will do to you. But if you cross them on Sunday, they are like, look, we are all chilling. We are all chilling. We are all People are more relaxed on a Sunday. Monday! Look, there are two things that are very serious. A heart attack and Monday morning traffic. My wife says I shouldn't say that again, but just for today. Serious. Monday morning traffic. Cross somebody in traffic on Monday, you will see what will happen. But you cross the same person on Sunday, he's in more relaxed mood. You people are generally more relaxed on Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. So that's the best time to do things with them. Look, I said, I said four o'clock. People who have come to church for the first time, four o'clock, they are still walking in the church. I said, hey, maximize Sunday usage. I, I started to think, what can we use this one for? What can we do with this one? What can we do with this one? What can we? I started to engineer everything. Everything. Because so, you can do counseling. Hey, Bishop, I never get to talk to my people. You, they have come on Sunday, talk to them. Talk to what? Them. Look, I'm waiting for the day that I will see pictures from your church. That church has closed. And you see, in all the pictures that you take as a church, dancing stars, singing stars, what other stars you have? Airport stars, communion stars, film stars, media stars, ushering stars, all stars. I'm waiting for the day that I will see pictures. Intimate counseling stars. I see you. 
bring, bring the chairs. Yes. That you, you are sitting here. Which of them, which of them needs counseling the most? Please go and sit there. Go and sit there. Go and sit there. Yes. Please, God bless you. I hear you don't need counseling. Go. I want to see this picture. Sean, I want to see these pictures also that someday after church, you, you are sitting. You see, let me tell you. Do you know last year, um, why church? One of the things that was making, anytime I come here, I'll see Lizwi. He's with one person in his car doing counseling. He's with somebody. It's like he's, he's engaging the children one, one by one, one talking to them. One day I had a meeting with my pastor. I told them they all don't do intimate counseling. They started to argue. I said, me in your church, I know only one person who does intimate counseling. Only one. The whole church, only one. Yeah. And because if you do something, you do enough of it, it will be visible. How, how, how do you see that we have dancing stars? They dance. It's visible. So when I can only one. Have I started preaching for today? I've not even started today's own. Oh. Only one person is like he's sitting either in the car, on the ground, in the corner, in something. It's like he's with one talking. When I come, I, I can't even go and say hello because the conversation is very intense and deep. I said, look, let me stay away. Let them build the church. He's busy. Busy. One person, you see, when you think he's a 14-year-old person, 14-year-old person, that he's busy engaging like that and talking to. You too. You have people in your church. Someday is a good day to see. I say, brother, how are you? Good Bishop, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I've not seen you in a while. But I hope you are doing well. I'm very well. Hey, how's your beloved? Uh, she's well. She's well. Too. She's well. Are you she's coping? Well. Yes, we She'll are. She's nice to you. Oh, very nice. Wow. What is what is one nice thing about her? I can't even. I hear when you come to church and it's late. She walks you home for security reasons. Is it true? Oh, yes, Bishop. Uh, she's, uh, she's one of a kind. She's one of a kind. Oh, yes, eh? yes. Wow. What a blessing. Whatever. It's great. I'm glad you have such a good relationship. You know? Thank you, Bishop. Relationships Thank you, Bishop. are very complicated. You oh, know? yes. Oh, so yes. if you don't sow the right seed, mm. you will end up having a problem. Mm. Do you see it? Uh-huh. And I, I think that it's good. When are you guys thinking of marrying? Uh, hopefully next year June. Next year June. Yes, please. Isn't it beautiful? Wow! I can't wait. I need to start polishing my shoe for this this your your wedding. Wow! Oh, great, great. But are you saving? Oh yes, Bishop, I'm saving. You I'm know, saving. marriage is expensive. Oh. Oh yes. Yeah, your girl, your your beloved is a very good girl. She's gone to school well, taking care of this, and you need to pay some good money oh, yes. to show respect to the family. Oh yes. For them, do you oh, get? Yes. But are you saving? Oh yes, please, I'm saving. You are saving seriously. Uh, yes. I want to see the savings. Oh. Oh yes. Brother, yes, don't tell coming. me you are saving and then you just come up with two hundred rands. That. Hey, no, 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 no. You are I saving know, seriously. I know, I know her work very well, Bishop. So I'm saving. Wow. That, that's, I'm so happy. I'm so yes. happy you are saving. I'm so happy you are saving. One, one advice I want to give you. Yes. One advice I want to give you is that look, marriage is a long road. Mm. Do you see it? And when you are when you are beloved dozing, what you think marriage is? Marriage is different from beloved dozing. Mm. Do you get it? So now mm. that you are beloved, mm. try and build your relationship. Do you see your communication, your flow, your mm. friendship, everything? Because when you get married. That will be the main thing you will be doing. All this deception that when you marry, it's every day, pam, pam, pam. No, it's not true. Oh. You can ask Pastor Spy and go. Oh. Why do you think his head is going bald? That's, that's the reason. So it's like you need friendship. Oh, yes. Do you get it? Mm. And so work on your relation. Work on your spirituality. Mm. Because marriage is a spiritual thing. All the instru- Marriage is God's idea, not your mother's idea. It's God's idea. So it's based on the Bible. Mm. And the instructions about marriage, if you are not spiritual, you can't obey it. Mm. You cannot do that. When the Bible says, husbands love your wife, when you are angry with her, you can't love her. Mm. But if you love her because of her, 
then you will always struggle. But if you love it because of the word of God, mm. then you will do well. Wow. But, but to do that, you have to be spiritual. Wow. So work on your prayer life, work on your word, read, have a broader understanding so that you can be a good husband to wow. the girl that God has given to you. Okay, can you do that? Oh, yes, please. Wonderful. Let me share a word of prayer with you. Father, thank you for Temba. I pray. Bless his relationship. Bless his Christian life. Help him to do a open door, special doors for him to save and marry and cross this line that his joy be full. I thank you. I bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. I'll see you next week. Okay. Sure, sure. You are blessed. Please. Please, please leave. I'm come. I, I've not finished my account. Please. God bless you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. If you were to sit with your members, Bishop, I'm waiting for them to have a problem to come and tell. Did he tell you that he had a problem? In this counseling, did he have a... Okay, you can go for your chairs. The church looks awkward. Did he, in this marriage counseling, in not marriage this intimate counseling, does it look like he has a problem? No. no. But you are the... Sometimes people have a problem. They don't know that they have a problem. Even the problem doesn't present itself as a problem. You have to preempt it. And intimate counseling is not just about problems. Sometimes it's even to encourage them in what they are doing already. One, to show them that you care. Two, to show them that you are concerned. Three, to be involved in their lives. Yeah, and to guide them in the right line. That's actually it. You can do all these things. When am I going to do this? Sunday. You can do it on Sunday. Talk to them. Look, you the way that nowadays the way you are dressing, it's not it's not landing. So do you get it? Let's do something about it. Do you get you a precious diamond? When you notice one, not that you come and point out people's fault, like carefully guide them. Carefully guide them. So maybe you've noticed that look, her dressing is a little uh, you have to do something new about it. So you sit down there in the intimate counseling. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you have people emotionally they are not ready for a relationship. You as you have to sit there and talk to them. Because that's what they when a guy is smiling at them or when a girl is shaking towards them, they feel the Lord the Lord has moved. So you have to engage them and let them know a relationship is a good thing for you, but right now emotionally you are not ready. You are not ready. Rather work for you, work on yourself to emotionally you are ready, you are in a good space, spirit. Before you go, if you think about the other person, that if you come as an emotional baby, the other person is going to struggle. Every day you are crying, and you are not a girl. Crying. Even when you want to say, I love you. You want to say, I love you. I love you. That's Rashida level. Lady pastor, Rashida level cry. It's too much for a guy. Even to say thank you, start to cry. Pastor's only... (laughs) How much more if you don't pass your exam? So you ask the pastor through intimate counseling. I don't know why I'm talking about intimate I had a meeting, a discussion on intimate counseling today. I'm sure that's why it's on my heart heavy. Yeah, through intimate counseling, you guide the people. If not, they feel you are not concerned about what is going on. The person is sitting down, doesn't want to work. When at all are you going to address this? So you just bring the person to church, you take them back, and then you are okay. How? Look, one of the secrets you should know, if the people are not doing well in their lives, they will leave the church. They will leave your group. That's what it means. So you have to help them to do well in their lives as well as they are doing well spiritually. That's why John 3, 2 says, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and live in good health, even as your soul also prospers. Yeah, they will leave you. You are not concerned. They are failing. They are taking an unnecessary gap here. They are sitting at home. They are finished the and they are just sitting at home, breathing oxygen and bringing out carbon dioxide. And you are also sitting there with them. I visited the church. The pastor doesn't even know the people whether they have passed the exam, they have not passed, they have failed, they are nothing. I said, hey, 
If they don't move to, so when you go and you come and they didn't go to school the whole week, you don't feel anything. Don't you feel anything? Don't you feel anything? Don't you feel like, ah, why are you sitting at home? Can't something be done? Can't we apply? Can't we help? Yeah. You won't know all this. And I, unless you sit down with them and talk to them. And I'm saying, Sunday is a good day to do all these things. It's a good day. A good day. To sit down, how are you? How's marriage? How's your life? How's your school? How are your finances? How's your Christian life? How's your prayer life? Uh, this, I mean, I was talking to her, it's like the person's prayer life is dead. Dead. That's why the person is struggling. So you talk, you encourage, you see, it's like you are like a jump start. You give them a jump start. Because as soon as they start to pray, things will fall in place like it was before. They are dry now because their prayer life has become dry. When are you going to talk to them about all these things? Sunday is a good time. Sunday, during the week, they are busy. They are going to work. They are going to, they, they, you will not get a proper, a more in. In fact, when you, you see, people take it seriously when you pull a chair and you sit down. They take it more seriously. They realize that you are serious, so they also become serious. Hallelujah. So, like I said, I'm waiting for when I see Sunday pictures, I will see that. Pastors, shepherds, they are in corners, two chairs. Of course, don't take a lady and go into some corner and it's like you are doing some counseling in some ghetto. You see, I'm not worried about what you will do. I'm worried about what they will accuse you of. As for you, I'm sure you will not do anything funny. No. What they will accuse you of is what I'm worried about. And you can't defend yourself. You can't defend yourself. That's the thing. Because what will it be here? Where they're against yours. So there'll be nothing to tip the scale. But if it's in the open, then there are, there are other people to tip the scale. Because maybe you have finished the counseling and then you decide to pray for her. You lay your hands on her and then Maybe where she is. Like, I laid hands on somebody in my office one day. The, the way the person fell down. Do you see? The way the person fell Actually, when the, I had to push the person. Or the person would have hit their head against the desk. To fall at another place. I couldn't catch the person. I had to get the help of the person to fall elsewhere. So maybe as you were laying hands, she's going to fall. Then you decide, oh, no, let me save the situation. Then as you are grabbing her. I said, as you are, <laughs> did you hear my question? I said, as you are, <laughs> grabbing her, something new has happened. <laughs> Do you see? Maybe you, you, it's like you are, it's, it's, it's not like an, a planned grab. So as you get, you are, you are, you want to grab anything. You are just grabbing. So you end up grabbing something you shouldn't grab. Then she goes, at that time she won't say anything, no. But then she will go out and she will say, when she came for intimate counseling. Do, do you get it? So please don't text and say, I'm counseling, you've gone to hide in the mother's room, just you and this guy. No, 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 please, 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 please. Brothers especially, okay. And sometimes sisters, but brothers. Do you get? But there's a lot of spaces. In, look, me last last three weeks or something, I couldn't get a place to do counsel. I said, "Give me my chairs." I went to sit on the street. Yeah. Oh yes, I took the same like the way they brought the two chairs. I said, "Bring them." This is the main road. The cars are passing. <laughs> my chair is here. The people I'm counseling. As, as I crossed, I realized that that place is even nicer. The cars, fresh air, everything. So when we went to this new place to pray on Friday, one of the ladies asked me, so Bishop, where will your office be? I said, oh, you know me, Mimos. We will by all means find an office. Don't worry. <laughs> so Sunday, she saw me meeting some people under some shed, talking to her. Hey, Bishop, <laughs> you are quick. <laughs> you found an office. Actually, I called her. I told you we'll find an office. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
by the, by the, as we are crowned, you see cars. That's where I was sitting when I saw the Deban tour bus pass. Then I said, why can't we go on a tour as a church? Why can't we go on a tour? By the cars are passing, the totis are passing, the, everybody's going up and down, but we are sitting in ours. Once nobody comes to interrupt us, we do the counseling. There's so much space here. There's so much space in your church that you can put the chair down. Look, if all the leaders in the church, even if you have five leaders, and you counsel two people each every Sunday, you'll be establishing the people, ten people per week, ten people per week, ten people per week. You'll be establishing them in the church. You'll be establishing. Because as soon as, look, everybody wants to be validated. Everybody wants to be taken seriously. Everybody wants to be noticed. Whether they understand it as these words or not, that's the craving inside their hearts that you, I'm important to you. I'm, I matter to you. I'm not just a number. You're not just using me to make the church bigger. I'm, an, I'm somebody. And it's by making this time for them that makes them realize that, ah, he really is serious about me. Yeah. And you can do this on Sundays. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me give you one today. Principle of person X oriented church, at least that you go home with a new one. Person X oriented church. Who is person X? Bishop, is somebody called person X? The principle of a person X oriented church. To orient means to lean towards something. To lean towards something. Person X means X means unknown. If you have done mathematics, X is always something that is not known. That's why the question is always find X. Solve for X. Yeah. Solve for X. He said, your present girlfriend is somebody's ex. And you are also somebody's ex. And this, and something, I've forgotten how it went, how it goes. But we are all exes, something, something, something. So that's why even in math, they always say, solve for ex. So life is about ex. I couldn't believe what I was reading. Do you get it? So ex is always what is not known. Hey, Zenandi, are you okay? Are you okay? Is that a yes or a no? Okay, then stay okay. The way you are blinking is, is worrying. X is what is not known. The things we don't know. In the church, usually you have people who are unknown. People who are unknown. Person X refers to the person who is not known in the church. Is not known in the church. Do you get it? Usually when the church goes beyond a certain number, there will be so many people who are not known. Every Sunday, there will be people who are not known in the church. What, who are people who are not known? People, when you look at them, you don't know them. You say, oh, I've seen her before. I've not seen her before. Oh, it is her. It's not her. It's a person X. This refers to first-timers, visitors, people who are not connected to anything in the church. You have to ask somebody, oh, what's her name? That's a person X. Now, if the church will grow, it will take us retaining these person access to join the church. Because if it's only going to be those who are known, the church will just be a small group. Because think about it. How many people do we know? How many people do you know in the church? How many of the people do you know intimately in the church? Very few. But the there will be always, God always brings you first-timers, new converts, visitors, people who are coming perhaps for the second time or the third time. These people, the church has to be oriented towards them to be able to keep them in the church. You see, the way our church is, if we don't take our time, we will always just be with ourselves because generally speaking, we love ourselves. We never get tired of ourselves. You see, like, Last Sunday, I was supposed to have a meeting at 5 o'clock. So, when we were doing everything, I told my people that at 4 o'clock I have to be. 
because it takes an hour plus to get here. So now we are even further. So it's like, it's like it's more. Yeah, to just get out of the city 15 minutes. Do you get it? So I told them, four, I have to leave. So they all agreed. And we we're all working with this four. Now when it was time, four o'clock, I'm moving to leave. This person will come with this. This person will say that. This person will say this like small, small, small thing. By the time I check, 420. I said, guys, listen, you, you are not being fair. We agreed from the beginning that 4 o'clock I'll be gone. Now it's 20 past. So go. Then go and continue. The church is still yours. I'm not locking it. Go and continue the church. Said that I have to be on the other side for another meeting so that I can leave. Look, I end up leaving after half past four. After a fight. Then I left. Do, do, do you understand? So that's the way our church, we don't know how to say goodbye. We know how to do everything. The only thing we don't know how to do is to say goodbye to one another. We cannot. We'll say goodbye downstairs. Then we'll come and say another goodbye upstairs. Then we'll go and say another goodbye at the car park. Each of them is about 30, 40 minutes long. Then when we get into the car, not that goodbye, it takes forever. So that's how we are. But here, prophet is saying that we need to orient ourselves towards people who are not in that clique. Do you see? To get them also to be in the church properly and be stable in the church and to become part of the, the so-called clique of the never-living group. And many of those people leave church probably immediately after the grace. As soon as we share the grace, they are going. They, why are they going? Because they don't have friends in the church. Nobody knows them in the church. They also don't know anybody in the church. So if we ourselves don't orient ourselves in such a way that when the grace is shared, we make time for these people, they will just be, God will be blessing us with good people coming to the church and they will just be leaving. They will just be leaving. The last time I preached here, if I remember, I saw people that, as I was preaching, I saw, I don't know this person. You see that I'll preach, and suddenly I'll preach the preaching in a way that has something to do with the person. Oh, see me after church. Why do you think I'm doing that? Do I need to say see me after church to be able to preach my preaching? No, but it's all tactic. If I did it on Sunday, did I not do it in our church on Sunday? Yeah. If it's as one, two, three, look, come and say hello to me after the church. Why? Because I don't know them. I don't know them. So that in that extra attention I'm giving them, it will help them to also be in the church. So when I was here, I met this person. I said, come, who, who? So I met a lady. She said, she's a lecturer. I said, I have a lecturer. She would like to be your friend. Go and find the lecturer for me. This is your friend. Then whilst we were looking for the lecturer, we couldn't find Then I saw Bulelo. I said, come, this lady is even a very nice lady in the church. Be her friend. Then I introduced them. Because it's a person X we are dealing with. I said, you, anybody who came to say hello, as soon as, not even... I, some of that, I identify myself, them myself, and I catch that. I said, meet this person, meet this person. I gave two people to join, or three people to join the choir. Zenon, did you remember? I brought them here. Come, so they, come and be friends with this person. Because why? I don't know them. Yeah. You to become like that. That as even we used to do, when we are sharing the grace, we target these people. But you just want to share the grace, husband and wife, brother and sister, mother and son, your little baby doesn't even understand the grace. You want to share the grace. Me and, what's the name of that baby? Um, Titus. Me and Titus. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with Titus. The love of God be with Titus. The grace of Titus. Why? And this Titus is not even looking at you. As you are sharing the grace, he won't, if, if you turn his head to look at you, turn it to somewhere. He won't even smile at the grace. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's somebody in the church has no friend. You'll be surprised that you will become the first person to be friends with the person. As you share grace with the person. That's why sometimes we, when we are sharing, so introduce yourself to your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, my name is this. So we are just getting you a foot into the door. That's why we make jokes like, tell your neighbor, my neighbor, your lunch is on me. Or something. So that is like the ice is breaking. It's like when you finish the grace, no, then you turn around, then you start, how? How? It's like you are finished. So you see us moving in the church, looking for 
specific. Sometimes even identify the person during the service. I was talking to some ushers. I said, ah, you are, you are the usher. Everybody you in the church, you have access to the person first. Because as you are taking the offering, you are spying. Which one is a new the person who's doing the present, when they came from here, they came to sit here. They don't even have a chance to turn around to see who's there. You are going from place to place. You can't identify somebody in the church who's a person X. Rather, you are fighting with somebody of an old person that he must be in my basanta. Ah. He ain't right. Well, that one is serious. I can't say it here. That one, leave it to prophets. That one, leave that one to prophets. That's how we identify the people. Those of you who are here today, we know all of you. We know Tuesday church members, we know all. Once a while, you have one or two that we don't know. But even if me as the pastor, I don't know the person, somebody in the church knows the person. I'm talking about some person X usually comes on Sundays. Sunday, you see them a lot. Like then sometimes God brings them to just help you take care of them so that they will join the church and the church will grow. If we don't orient ourselves. That's why when we do first timers, we give them a gift. We give them um, Coca-Cola. I hope they still give them Coca-Cola. At least we give them a cold drink, biscuit. Sometimes when the weather is cold, we give them coffee, hot tea, hot coffee. Just to make them feel welcome in the church. We could have just said, we could have even decided we won't acknowledge them at all. And we will lose all of them. But a little acknowledgement, a little interest in them makes them say, oh, it's a warm place. And some of the people, perhaps they'll be the best people we ever knew. The best people we ever knew. The be- Look, one day, a certain girl came to the church I was pastoring. And she was with us for a short while. Now, there, there are other factors to the story, but it, it fits in what I was saying. Then she left the church. Then one day, a pastor invited me. I finished with this story. A pastor invited me to come and preach in his church. So when I went, guess who was the soloist, praise and worship leader in the church? This girl. This girl. Powerful singer. Powerful singer in the church. Powerful singer in the church, leading praise and worship, doing everything. I look at her and say, I said to Pastor Tyler, is this not? He said, yes. I say, hey. Pa-ha. I mean, I'm talking about powerful, slim girl, but the voice that comes out of her, you can't believe it. So I finished. When I finished preaching, she came to tell, I was talking to the pastor, she came, she came to tell, this is my spiritual father. She came to tell the pastor that I am her spiritual father. I said, I look at her. So when I left, I started thinking, so what did I do to lose such a great gift? By now would have been my prison worship leader completely. In the, the fact that she can even have common sense to tell the pastor that this is my it means that her mind is deep. And perhaps maybe she needed just a little attention from me. Perhaps. You never know. She needed a little attention from me or something. You never know. You never know. Or a friend in church. Something. Look. We have been connected. We went, somebody said they want to. When she was getting a beloved, I was involved. They got me involved. It's like my opinion was necessary to her. Yeah, it's not only her pastor's opinion. My opinion about the guy was important to the girl. Then marriage, then this, then everything. It's like I'm her assistant pastor, basically. So you can already see that she wasn't a Samway girl. Maybe there's something I didn't do. By now, maybe she will be here with me doing praise and worship. Yeah, you never know. Look, but I remember that thing. There were two people I met in that church. They, they passed through my church. One was a keyboardist. Yeah, and then one was... But that keyboardist there, he was some way. 
Yeah, he was somewhere. He, oh, he was even some way to the past, that pastor. Collected some of the members, I mean, Rangu type of. Those who are. No. Those, those who are. Those who, those who are. Those, I didn't say it, please. Don't put it into the preaching. Please delete them from the preaching. Like I told you, that one, leave it to prophet. Okay, please. I don't have the authority yet. Yeah. But that one, Orangs. Yeah. But the girl. I mean, her name is on my, I just don't want to mention because of some of the places our preaching is good. Yeah. And Poppy, Poppy Act, eh? Okay, yeah. So I'll do a mention. Let's say her name is Janice Janos, John G. George. Yeah. But I'm saying, some of the people, later on, when we see them at other places, we will be very sad. How hard working they are there, doing the work of God, pressing, helping it for it to work. We will be depressed. And God will show, I brought her to you. I brought him to you. I let him pass through you twice, three times. But every day she comes and nobody notices her. Nobody says hello. No, you are just with yourselves, each other. You and your family. Just the Dlamini family, the Nklenyama family, the Hali family, the Tego family. You are just doing family, family, family. Meanwhile, all they needed was, hello, my name is John, what's your name? And then boom. Boom, she will settle in the church. That's all they needed. I said, maybe that's all they needed. Just somebody to show interest, talk to them. Say, oh, really? Let me take your number so that we can be in touch. Once in a while, you check on him. You say, oh, look, church was very powerful today. Um, I, 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 oh, you shouldn't have missed church. It was really nice, you know. Bishop was talking about this that day. But I'm sure next week you will be there. Meanwhile, that Sunday, they were feeling like, oh, leaving the church is a bother. I don't think I want to be there anymore. Then when your message comes, they feel like, ah, I think somebody will miss me. So let me, let me come again. Let me come. One day they'll become a pastor in the church. I'll tell you one last story and I close. I went to Pretoria. I don't know whether it's this. No, in fact, this something also happened this time like that. But let me tell you the other one. I went to Pretoria and we had a program. That I forgot which program it was. Oh, it was. We went for a camp. When we finished... A pastor came to see me and he said he wants to, there's something he's been wanting to tell me, which he never got a chance to tell me. But today he has gotten me, so he will tell me. I said, oh, if you have brought yourself, then let's do it. Then he said, many years ago you came to my church. I was doing media. And a problem had happened in the church. The, the amplifier in the church had been stolen. Yes, and the, pa- the pastor blew a head gasket. And rightfully so, you have organized a convention. We are going to start a convention, then somebody's negligence, amp is lost. You have to get an amp. Between that morning and that evening, you have to get an amp. It's hard pressure for a pastor. So he blew a gasket. And we, so when you came in the evening for the service, I decided that today's my last day in the church. Because I felt like I was being accused of stealing the arm. Then when you came, you were preaching. As you were preaching, you came to where I am. Then you put your hand on my shoulder. You said, Satan wants to take you out of this church. But your destiny and everything is in this church. Stay in the church. Then you just continued your life. You finished the preaching and you went. So I became afraid. When you said that thing, I became afraid. I didn't even understand, but I became scared. So I came the second day, hoping that you will give more clarity on what you are saying, but you didn't say anything about it. Then I came the third day. You still didn't say anything about it. It's almost like you had forgotten that you have thrown such a bomb into my life, and you want to go like that. But you finished and you left. So I came the next week and I kept coming, I kept coming. Today I'm a pastor in the church. I'm a pastor, I'm doing well. And I'm so glad I didn't live on that day. I said, I can't even remember this. I remember the amplifier case because when we were going home, the pastor was so bored. 
Yes, I remember that, but I don't remember even telling you what you said. I, I don't even remember it. Sometimes it's just something small you would do to a person that will get the person to stay in the church, to stay in Christ, to continue pressing on. You, to you, you may not even remember it, but to the person is the whole world. To the person, I can even say, went to do pastor's appointment two weeks ago. Somebody came to share a similar testimony with me, like that. I want to say thank you. I said, hey. So if the chance came and we didn't do anything, we would have lost all these pastors. This guy who told him, the Pretoria guy, he's pastoring a church who has members. Has members and everything sitting in the church. So it's not only the guy we would have lost, we would have lost the guy and the people he's pastoring and the people he's going to pastor in the future. Yeah. May we avail ourselves for God to use us. Stand to your feet, let's bring that message to a close. From today, begin to look out for people you don't know. If you don't know them, that's it. Do, do you understand? How, Pastor, how do I know who is a person X? Once you, you don't, take it that. Take it that. Once you don't know the person, the person is a person X to you. Do you get it? It's when you go and meet them. So, my brother is Musa. And so, oh, oh. But I'm saying, until then, don't just be there and say, oh, maybe somebody knows. No, 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 no. No, just once you don't know them, the person is a person X to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift your hands, just pray for yourself and say, Lord, use me. If you can use anything, Lord, use me, use me, use me, use me, use me. Use me to build the church. Use me. Use me to help every person, every unknown person to settle in the church and to be in the church. To be in the church. We thank you. We bless you. We glorify you. We exalt you. We are but vessels. Use us for your will. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, thanks a million for everybody. We lift our hands as empty vessels. Fill us. Mold us. Fill us and use us in the name of Jesus. Fill everybody here with the Spirit of God, with your Spirit, O oh God, and use us to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. You are here, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart. I want to turn around my ways and bring Jesus into my heart and start living for Jesus. I want to repent of all my sins and have my name be washed with the blood and have my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life. If you are here like that, I want to pray with you. I want you to lift your right hand wherever you are. I'll help you to pray this prayer to ask Jesus to come into your heart, to be the Lord of your life, to wash you of every sin and make you his child. In the name of Jesus. If your hand is up, come to me. I'll pray with you quickly. You lifted up your hand. Come to me. Come to me. I'll pray with you. Come to me. I'll pray with you. I'll pray with you. My brother, pray this prayer with me. Shake my hands. Pray this prayer with me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, I repent of all my sins. Please forgive me. Wash me with your blood. I believe you died for me and you rose again. I confess. You are the Lord of my life. From today, I belong to you, Jesus. I am born again. Satan, I no longer belong to you. I belong to Jesus. I will serve him. I will love him. I will live for him for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. God bless you, brother. What's your name? Tando. God bless you, Tando. You see this pastor behind you? He will talk to you after the service, all right? God bless you. Clap for me. You may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, 
or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.